Hello, um, I'm Kevin Scott, one of the story architects of Star Wars The High Republic, and you're listening to Genuine Chit Chat. Hello there, friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week is part two of the second episode of our Disney discussions. Now, make sure you tune in last week because that was the first half of this conversation. And unlike some of my other conversations, you you really need to hear the first half of this for the second half to make any sense. So this week we are speaking about Mulan 2 and Aladdin 2, Return of Jafar. And last week we spoke about Lion King 2, Simba's Pride and Bambi 2. So in this part we speak about, as I said, the two films I just mentioned. And then we kind of rank the four films of which ones are the best or more so which ones are the worst. Uh, And then there's also a great preview of what's to come in the third edition of Disney discussions which I imagine will be recorded in a month or two so you know we're trying not to do these every single week uh, a because we don't have the time to do that but also b says a bit of variety in all of our respective shows but you know I'm always joined by Rhea, Megan and also Spider-Dan so it's a really really good time uh, as I said if you enjoyed the first part of this you're definitely going to enjoy the second part it's even more funny it's even more nonsense it's just great old time for everyone involved and uh, there will be the full unsplay episode of this put onto YouTube there's the video version on there it will probably be released like the day after this gets released because i always prioritize the audio only stuff and then it takes a while to export the video yada yada but um, yeah appreciate all of you listening i there's not really much else to say about this so uh just check out the show notes information's in there and i'll be back at the end of this conversation to give yourselves more information on what's coming up and that sort of thing so without further ado here is the second part of the second episode of our disney discussions Give us an opportunity to make you develop our own opinion, you know? I mean, how dare we? How dare we develop (laughs) our own opinions? Hi everyone, it's Ria, the host of Femme on Film, where a guest and I talk about films made by women, starring women, for women. These are films that have often been overlooked or unfairly derided or where female filmmakers haven't been given the same chances as their male counterparts. And sometimes it's just a chance to talk about films that we love that happen to be made by women. If you like fun, insightful and patriarchy smashing chats about film, come and have a listen. Femme Film is part of the Comics and Motion Network and can be found on all your podcast apps. So come and join us. Smash the patriarchy! <laughs> Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. I'm like reading through these notes and I'm like, ah shit, yeah, I remember it now. It's just naff, isn't it? It's just like, oh well, we fought on the battlefield together and then you nearly killed me because I'm a woman. But then obviously I saved China, so let's get engaged. (laughs) Like they don't know each other properly. And then she's like, oh, what if I'm making a mistake? It's like, well, you've literally known him for like 10 days. So yeah, probably. <laughs> and that's that, isn't it? That's the film. There's, there's a bit more to it than that. I mean, then they yeah. get invited to go fight again, don't they? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right. And no. Uh, <laughs> so, so they both obviously... I'm taking this very seriously. I'm taking it very Because this is the one I, I, I disliked. I actively disliked this one. <laughs> quite a bit because the whole premise of the film is i love i love the message it is you know 
I have a uh, I have a duty and I've got what I want. You know, it's it's the big kind of characters have that. They're like, this is the thing I should be doing. This is the thing I must do. But this is really what I want. And it is at odds with this. And Mulan is very much about that. She is given a mission by the emperor. And the idea is that the Mongols are invading. They're coming. The Mongols are coming. They've not fully defeated from the last film. They're coming back to massacre China. Okay. Like, bear that in mind. And and uh, what they're going to do is they're going to team up with another uh, Chinese province or what have you, uh, and they're going to you know blend the blend the families, blend blend the um, lands, whatever you want to call them, countries, areas, whatever, towns. I don't know, cities, whatever they are. Anyway, they decide to he decides to marry off his daughters to this other area's daughters, and this is their duty to do. Oh yeah, I remember. I'm remembering <laughs> yeah, this here, now. Here we yeah, go. here we go. And the idea to me, <laughs> have the notes, Megan. <laughs> Says it right there, second. Yeah, line. I'm it. It's all right. I'm bringing, I'm bringing it to life, Mike. It's not yeah. just written down. This, this is what I need. This is, is what I need. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. So, 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 uh, um. so Mulan and uh, oh, what's his name? General Shang. Shang. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Shang. Uh, they are they are tasked to protect these Shang, not Shang, which I thought his name was for ages in this film, or Shere Khan, which is what Mike keeps calling oh, him. God, I, I said that once by accident, and then I'm like, because, "That's the Jungle Book," but okay. I said once by accident because I couldn't. Remember. I was like, "I'm swear it's with a shirt." That's, like, that, that's that's Indian, not Chinese. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. But I said that once, and I was like, "Basis Mike," and then after that once. Because Megan uh, was like made made a fuss about it. He's like, can't believe you think it was Shere Khan. That's Jungle Book. I was like, okay. And then every time he was on screen, I was like, Shere Khan. So I want to clarify, I, I did completely forget his name. But that's why I kept saying it. I, she didn't tell me his name. And I'm so insensitive. I can't pick it up. I want to clarify that. But yeah, anyway, Shere Khan. So on, anyway, on that, anyway, I, go on. On that, I do have an, an anecdote. Do you remember when the film Crazy Rich Apes came out? And I was like, this is amazing. It's coming out. I think it's really important. We haven't and seen it, but yes. All... But, you know, it, not a single white person in the cast, all of this sort of thing, you know, fantastic. And I think it's wonderful representation and all of this sort of thing. Blah, blah, blah. And it made loads of money at the cinema. I'm really distilling it down in quite offensive way. Then I apologize for saying blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm trying to move on with the anecdote. Um, it was a very successful film. And and so it should have been, I thought, yeah, incredibly yeah. well-made film. So pleased that it did so well. I <laughs> was saying this to somebody and I was saying how I really wanted to see it. And I couldn't go to cinema to see it because I had a small child. I was like, I can't wait for it to be out on stream and I can watch it. I read the book, really liked the book, can't wait to watch the film. So many good things about it. And they said to me, don't they have enough films, you know, with Bollywood? And I was like, oh. Mm. <laughs> Not wow. the right kind of Asian. <laughs> wow. Don't they have enough? Because, <laughs> you know, they're the most successful. Because the point they were trying to make is obviously, like, Bollywood is incredibly successful. And, huge, like, Bollywood films, you like you give them a single genre. They're so interesting and so, like, they cover so many different things and so many different stories, you know, have amazing actors and all of this sort of thing. So what they were saying was coming from a place of isn't it amazing because they already have this thing but also super racist <laughs> i was like that's one of wow. the most racist things i've heard <laughs> well let me explain to you how asian isn't one thing let's let's go google like it was complete madness couldn't believe it 
That is that is an absolute madness. <laughs> that is absolute madness. Can't believe somebody said that. Oh my anyway, god. Let's move on. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the emperor is marrying off his daughters, and that's their that's their role. Uh, Shang and Mulan are going to protect them, and they hire the the guys from the last film, the 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 likely lads uh, from uh, from the army um, who can't get girlfriends because they're useless. Um, I mean, because they are three of the most hideous people ever. <laughs> it's not because they're useless; it's because they're all horrible. And and what they want from women is horrible. They all just want women to do whatever they say and think they're gods and worship the ground that they walk on. Fuck off. Yes, I agree. No, I agree. And uh, they they meet up, they fall in love with the three princesses, the three blokes, and obviously they fall in love eventually with them. Uh, God knows why. Because <laughs> they're the only men who've ever been nice to them ever, I think. Mm. Ever, or maybe even ever spoken to them. Potentially, um, yeah, apart from family members. And, and yeah, and you don't. Yeah, you don't want to get involved with all that. No, very, not, very, this is very. Uh, yeah, I was going to say very Cersei Lannister. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and that's that's the plot of the film. And the the dilemma is that they want to marry these guys because they like them and they don't want to do this. But obviously, all of China is at stake. Oh no, what are we going to do? And. And it comes to, I'm going to spoil it, by the way, if you've not seen Mulan. Mm. It comes to the end and they Mulan is is going to do it herself. She's going to say, I'll marry this guy to save all of China. I'll do it. Like, that's, that's what I'm going to do. You guys go and do your thing. I'm going to, this is my duty. I'm going to fulfill that. And then Mushu comes in at the end, who's an absolute arsehole in this film. Yeah, oh, he is a worst. They ruin his character completely. Awful. I was Awful. so angry. He's the villain. He is He's awesome. the villain. Why did they turn the lovable? They're like, oh, Eddie Murphy can't do this. Let's destroy his legacy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what? Just add a villain. Just have yeah. someone going. Well, they, 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 had, they had bandits for two seconds and then they were gone. You've got this Mongol army that's supposed to invade at any moment. Why don't you show that? And then the thing is, the film ends. Shang turns up because he's thought to be dead, and that's why Mulan's going to marry herself off. They all turn up at the end, and the, and the emperor's like, oh, I guess that's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and it, that's literally how it is. It's like, okay, we understand. No worries. Because um, the, the golden dragon of unity, who Mushu is pretending to be, gets them them all to, uh, to, dis, to disagree to this marriage idea, and they still have the unity. But they don't really. There's nothing like signed or anything, and and then they go home. Like they go home. Shang meets Mushu and all the ancestors and stuff. And then they're like, "Oh, love you. You're great." And I'm like, "The Mongol army is still coming. I don't know why everyone. That's not been resolved. They are coming." But everyone's like, "Oh, isn't it great? We had this little adventure." I was just like. I was like, at, at least, at least, like, get ready because you just stood, you just stood, like, nothing's gonna happen. Like, that ah, we'll be fine. Like, why? Like, for me, the main issue with that is, I get, I, like, I'm not a fan of arranged marriages and stuff, and I get that, I get the conflicts, but why put that on it? Mm-hmm. Like, just have it as, a, as, as, as arranged marriage is the done thing, okay? And they don't want to do it. That's that's enough of a story, I think. There's enough to to mine there. And again, we're not shown this army. It's literally just like throw away a bit of dialogue, but that is the whole premise of the film. And <laughs> they're going to die. They're all going to die after this film. That's why there's not a Mulan free. Because they all died. 
Oh, so, sorry, but yeah, and Mushu is is the worst of the worst. He is the worst. I agree. Rude. Absolutely sucks. Oh. He, he oh, makes so- the film almost he, he, like with. I, I spoil it a little bit, but I think we're getting the films are getting worse as we're discussing them. I think it's getting quite <laughs> apparent. I think Rio chose the order specifically for just that. <laughs> but I found that Mulan too. I was like, this was the one where I was like, ah, the plot's not really going anywhere. As soon as you meet, as soon as it's, oh. There's three princesses and three male friends. Like, oh, for God's sake. It was like, within five seconds, five seconds, you're just like, oh, okay. Well, that's what's going to happen then. And they take so long. And there's that one who doesn't really like the guy. And he doesn't really do anything different. And then she still likes him, likes him anyway. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's the, he didn't it's, change. It's the, the skinny, skinny one. one the skinny last one. one. He is insufferable. Oh, he's so, so annoying. He's so annoying. It's just like, shut up. <laughs> this is why you're single. It's shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's awful, isn't it? It's just the it's, whole film just plods along. But his little bun that he has, mm. yeah. yeah, little top knot thing. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, and it's not a great movie. And and obviously, the girl who loves eating and loves food has to go with the guy who's you know who's plus size, doesn't she? It's like, oh well, where well, we're a perfect match. It's like, okay, right, sure. But yeah, Mushu is the fucking worst. Oh, I hate him so much. It's it's like it's so it's like well. it's like donkey. But he had the mind of Lex Luthor. He is the fucking worst. He is. I I really did not like this one. I don't know if you can tell. He is the absolute worst. One of my favorite. I looked at the IMDb trivia on these films. There's not much. And one of my favorites was unlike the original Mulan, this film was panned by critics. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Awful. It does make it does make me really sad. So for advent for christmas uh my daughter chose to have a disney advent calendar you get little disney books in it right so it's got lots of the stories from the disney films um and the mulan one is her absolute favorite and she's only ever seen the film once and she's obsessed with it she thinks mulan's amazing she's she's just like is really excited by her character and by the book and she's just like can we read the book can we read Read Mulan, read Mulan. I have to read like every night. Ugh. Um, well, that is a way to ruin a story that you like, by the way. Um, and you have to be like, yay! And then she got her sword and defeated the Mongols. Yay! But the Mongols aren't all bad. That's what you have to do as well, because obviously, you know, you're like this. So, so this was at a time when when this happened. But the, but we don't. We're fine with the Mongols now. So you have to do that as well, which like overcomplicates the story. Um, that's a little sidestep. So she loves, she loves that story. And she loves Mulan. She thinks she's cool. And I'm just like, I am never showing her this film ever. As far as she is going to be aware until she is able to have Disney plus herself when she is older, that Mulan 2 exists. I just don't want her to see it because I just feel like it completely trashes everything the first film does. And the first film is not perfect at all. No. But Mulan is such an interesting character and female character within the Disney canon. And I'm just like, I don't want to ruin that for her. I don't want to take away that love. I just don't want her to like this film because she's three. You know, and she's like, oh yeah, it's Mulan again. And I think she's great. And it's like, "Mm, but the rest is so bad. Mm. I don't like it. It's one of those things with, I just want to say with Mulan, like the live action one is, it's, I think equally as unenjoyable, but in a completely different way. Where mm. Mulan, the live action one, was completely soulless and pointless. It's like, here's a film that's worse than every martial arts movie we've ever seen. And there's no blood or guts or anything crazy like that to grab your attention. There's no humour. There's no 
nothing original in this entire film. And there's an animated version that's better in every single way. And it's like one thing that is uh, connected between the live action and the sequel is that I fell asleep during both of them. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're both just kind of, both of them are soulless in different ways. It's more like the live action one is literally like, it's it's a shell I find of a film almost. There's just that magic something living. It's not good. Yeah, neither have I. I've, 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 I think I'm done with live action Disney remakes. I'm, I'm really. I like the Jungle Book one. I, I want to put. My I, head up I really that. like the Jungle Book. I didn't see. That's the one. That's really the one I didn't see. I've seen John Favreau. Uh, mm, okay, maybe, really maybe I'll give that a go. I don't well, mind that one, but I don't like the orangutan scene. Yeah, that's pretty creepy, but it's cool. Well, we're, we're gonna do maybe one of the things <laughs> I'm gonna stand then is. Uh, what are we going to do? Yeah. The, are we going to do? Oh god! Live action to normal. <laughs> yeah. I it, well, can't we, wait to hear so much auto tune. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So I've not seen Beauty and the Beast. About? She's I've not, got a beautiful singing <laughs> voice. I've, I've not seen the Beauty and the Beast live tangible. action. Don't, don't, oh, don't even remind me. Awful. No. And there's I, that I, The Lion King, Jungle Book, and mm, Aladdin. 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 Oh, We've seen. When all, does the but, Little Mermaid one come out? Because I am excited about that, even though yeah, I think The Little right. Mermaid is really not good for feminism. But I wonder if this new one they're gonna tweak it in the right way. I doubt. Maybe, I, I yeah. suppose the main point of the whole film is literally at the antithesis of. Oh, it's got kind of like you know, in some ways, Greece, isn't it? It's like change a lot about you, take parts of you away to be with a person. It's like, yeah, but of course, the original story shows you that that's bad, that that's not what you should do. Anyway, we're not talking about Little Mermaid. No. That's a whole episode on itself. I wish we had watched the Little Mermaid too. I've never seen it, but I imagine it was better than half of the films that we watched. Oh, now. I wouldn't put your faith in that. <laughs> I would not. I, I find it, it's almost for me. It's almost been the more popular the film is. It's almost the worse the sequel is, in a way. Lion King is a bit of a slight anomaly, I think, but they did quite a safe. We should do the third thing. films next. I mean, the third. I I remember liking. Oh, really? Really? Fuck. There's three Lion Kings. The third Aladdin apparently is better than the second. And Robin, apparently, Robin Williams is back in the third as Aladdin Genie. film as Genie, King of Thieves. Okay. A, a lot of people I posted on social media, and some people they were like, "Oh, that film sucks." But the one after, yeah, I, I didn't even liked. know that a lot of them had yeah. even sequels, let alone third films. I, I knew Lion King did because I've seen that. I mean, Lion mm. King has one, two, um, one, one and a half, two, and three, and then a series. Really? I do. Re- I do remember yeah. hearing about Lion Guard, two which series. is on Disney Plus, yeah. and and it's kind of like the Avengers, but. The, the African Plains sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not Black uh, Panther, though. It's no, like not Black Panther. Lions. No, not Black Panther. The animals on yes. the African Plain is what I meant. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I, I, that kind of sounds interesting to me. <laughs> that's my that's my sensibilities, I guess. You go watch that and you'll have okay. something to bring when we do the third Lion King film. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, the like, I'm kind of shows that were spin-offs. I've I'm, seen a lot of them, actually. I'm kind of on board for the live action remakes. I don't know if I'm on board for them. I, in all honesty, we might have to wait a while. Like we'll do a, we'll do a few yeah. others. We've got like I'm I'm very excited. I know we're not at the end or anything yet. Sorry, yeah. but I'm very excited for yours, Dan, because I've not seen most of the films, and the only one I have seen I can barely remember. I've only uh, seen Black Cauldron, Dragon Slayer, oh, yeah, yeah, um, and uh, Watcher in the Woods. Watcher in yeah. the Woods. None of them are on Disney Plus. I'm yeah. guessing. I, well, I. So I'm a lot older than all of you, aren't, aren't I? Because all of those films were something I watched as a kid and I remember being quite disturbed by. So I saw Black Cauldron as a kid. I've seen Black Cauldron, yeah. but I haven't seen any of the others. I, saw, I don't remember I, anything about it. I saw Return to Oz. So these are all like early 80s, mm, kind mm, of late mm. 70s, weren't they? The ones we're talking about. Um, 
And yeah, I've probably got another three we could do as well that are on Disney Plus at some point. But I thought I'd do the ones that even Disney doesn't want on there. <laughs> They're yeah. ashamed. They're ashamed of them. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get to that. That's another podcast. Yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. That was my I'm, fault. Sorry. I'm, uh, I'm much more interested in talking about that than I am Mulan 2. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Oh yeah. And the music. Also, music also, cover. I noticed that the when when Mushu's having his bath and he's being unfucking bearable like <laughs> the entire. Film. Also, also, the one of the main issues, apart from the Mongol army on its way and nobody's fucking bothered about it, the main issue I had is that Mushu gets exactly what he wants. Yeah. And and he's done. He did one good thing in the entire film right at the end, <laughs> right at the, up until the last minute, and he gets everything he wants. He should have stopped and gone, oh, Elise Mulan's happy. Cut it there. Elise Mulan's happy. He suffers, but Mulan is happy. He's done the right thing. He's sacrificed his personal happiness for Mulan. Cut it there. Don't give him all this other stuff like, oh, he's got his pedestal back. I was like, no, shouldn't have happened that. Bad I- I at the end, the guardians, one of the guardian spirits. Oh God, Mushu got to be wanted, and I felt that. Yeah, that was like the truest part of this film. I felt it deep in my soul. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It, it wasn't. It was this film where it kind of started, and I was like, "Oh, what's the plot?" And it's about three princesses. I was like, "Okay, well, this is gonna be boring." But they they mentioned the, the Mongol army, and I was like, "Oh, maybe there's gonna be like a maybe a, some sort of battle scene that might be cool." And then yeah, it just doesn't. And then you go, "Oh, so you've basically taken." So you've got Moon and the live action, which is taking the soul and the anything else out, and just having just action. And then, and because you, is that because in Mulan two, all you did was this pithy wandering about nonsense story, like a tutorial side quest in an RPG that you do. And you're like, well, I'm glad that was over. It's trying to teach me how to press the attack button on a vase, and now I've got the gist. I can go out and live my life. It was so drab. And then by that the end, is like, the most accurate description uh, of. <laughs> So, it just kept you know, like I know, I know that you know. both love The Witcher Three, but yes. it totally has reminded me of a Witcher Three of a Witcher Three side quest. Totally something. I, I, I think I'm think I think I'm thinking about the same one. Is it the woman with her pan that you have to find? Oh my god, I remember that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, she was like, "Oh, I, I love my pan. Where's it going?" Yeah, it was like a really oh, the old dirty, woman. grotty frying pan. <laughs> yeah. Did, that did was you, like really early in the game. That is, like, it is, it's one of the first yeah. like, side quests you come across, I think. Well, again, it depends where you go in the game. But <laughs> did you do the one with the baby in the oven? <laughs> oh, is that where you can choose to... Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you've got a choice. There's this demon that's attached to somebody and the only way you can get it off somebody is by doing a worse thing and have it attached to yeah. you. And then while oh, it yes. while it's on its way towards you, you can kill it. Oh, and, you, yeah, yeah. and basically this woman's like, I've got to put this baby in the oven. <laughs> so put it in, and you've got the choice to either put the baby in the oven or to not put it in the oven. And obviously I chose to put it in the oven because that's me. <laughs> uh, but on the other side, there's an opening and she pulls the baby out. So the demon thinks that, that you've killed this baby, put it in the oven, but actually you've not done it at all. And then you get to kill the demon. Um, but I, I just enjoyed that the game gave me a choice like that. <laughs> An impossible choice. Um, yeah, Milan 2 was shit. <laughs> That's why I'm talking about The Witcher instead. Of- yeah, we, we keep going on tangents. I could literally talk about The Witcher all day. We haven't even gone to Aladdin 2. That's the thing we need to let's get there. Finish let's on, get there now. Mulan, oh any excuse, anytime we talk about Mulan, all of us have been like, let's just talk about something else instead. And we do like one you. sentence. Yeah. yeah, it's just boring and not worth it. Yeah. The Turn of Jafar. The best Disney animated film, I think, in the history of <laughs> the animation I, studio. I think it's the best film I've ever seen. Yeah. 
Could be. Ever. It's better than Shawshank Redemption, I'd say. I think it Forrest is. Trump. I think it is. Um... Godfather. <laughs> oh, I got rather wish it was wishes it was returned. I think it's non-offensive, and <laughs> I think everything is fantastic. And I love you all love, of the voice actors. You loved the singing, didn't you? I loved Gil- the singing Gil- Gil- of oh, that God. person. Oh, it was oh, it was fucking shit. And he did two songs. I hated it. And he was featured like, others. I was like, just stop singing. This is painful. Like, how many songs did he actually have? Because I felt like he had every song and it was never ending. He had two solo songs, I think, and then also he featured in two or three others. I I think. I might be just imagining that. But I know he's got... I'm fairly certain he did at least two by himself. Because he had the one and Megan was like, God, that was awful. And I was like, yeah, thank God that's over. And then like 10 minutes later, he was like, let's go again. It's like, oh God, no. Please. (laughs) Oh, way to take the joy out of it. One of one of my one of my favorite jokes in the film is just one of the characters' names, and his name is Abismal. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah, like that 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 was it. That was, that was one of the the best jokes. Yeah, that's the entire highlight. Of the I was like, film. I was like, I was like, clever. <laughs> I, did a, I, did, I did a Megan. I went. That is funny. <laughs> Don't even give it your humor, Aladdin. Too, you don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, this was. This was definitely. It was already not as good from the beginning because even the like rendition of Arabian Nights, the singing was a bit like pitchy, (laughs) and I was like, "All right, okay, (laughs) don't sort that." I read, (laughs) I read, I read on the IMDb that that was like the not the audition tape, but like the first go at it. So that's probably why. I will be a little bit forgiving to this as well because this was meant to be a TV special to launch the animated mm. series of Aladdin. So yeah. it was never meant to be a movie per se. It was meant to be a, an hour special or something or three episodes put together. Yeah. That's basically what it is. And it kind of feels like that as well. And you can also tell by the animation quality, it's a bit cheap. Um, and it's yeah. not very good at all. You're just looking at it and going, fucking hell, this is not good. <laughs> um, and so I will forgive it. It is probably the most action packed out of the ones we watched, I'd say. To some I degree. don't it's the same. That, but that's the thing. It's just the same thing over and over again. Mm. I'm sure the same thing happens at least three times in this film. And I, because I was, I, I couldn't sit and properly watch it. I had to do something else. I was like, so we're moving. So I was clearing out some drawers. And I was like, oh, if I, if I not be watching it properly, I'll, I'll rewind it. And I was like, Fuck, why have I rewound it? Because it's just, it's not, it's just the same thing. Rewind, how old am I? Like, skipped back. Um, I was just like, oh no, it's just the same part of the plot over and over again. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's got the lamp. He's going to make the wish. He's, he's not going to make the wish. Like, Jafar is bending those fucking rules in right, this as thank, well. Right, this is what I want to talk There's so many things I want to talk about. One, Jafar and bending the rules of being a genie. And I can't stand this. So, the first film's so good. Because it makes the rules incredibly clear and it's great world building. It is flawed, obviously, especially when you look back at it now. You go, oh, oh, not happy with that. But in terms of world building and what the genie can and can't do, they even say it in the film. Like in the first one, when Aladdin's drowning, genie says, I cannot do it unless you say it. So, you know, he has to go and moves Aladdin's jaw around, right? So we get all this world building. Now, in this film, Jafar is the genie. So the guy who rubs the lamp and gets his wish gives him like an evil version of the wish. Now that, to me, breaks the world building. That is not, the genie doesn't get to decide that. 
Mm. The genie has to fulfill the wish. So twice he gives him a bad version of the wish. So are there good genies and are there bad genies? Well, if so, you need to establish that in the world building, but you do not establish that in in this story. You, You just need a little thing where it's like, oh, the mysteries of genies. Some genies are good, some genies are bad, but they don't bother doing that. So therefore it doesn't fit into the world building. Yeah, so how I've, can he do what he does? I've, I, yeah, I, I've heard in other things that, like other shows or films that I've watched that have genies is that you have to be specific about your wishes because genies can be tricksy. So I guess... I mean, The Witcher <clears throat> is the gin, isn't it? Well, well, yeah, but like, it, there's, there's been other things that I've seen that have a genie, and it's been yeah. very specific. It's, you have to say yeah, specific it's, well, it's, things because it's very, deliberately. Yeah, it's very like, caref- be careful what you wish for, isn't it? It's that yeah. whole like, if you say, oh, I want loads of money, and then you know, it's, they just drown you in money, or it drops on your head, and actually that amount of money is quite heavy and kills you. That sort yeah. of thing. So I guess or, it depends on the morals of the genie. But as you said, they didn't say it in the films. But no. obviously, normal genie. Hmm. is a good genie but jafar is is inherently evil but yeah they don't they don't say it yeah and like they're like like i'm i'm gonna quote the film because it's kind of what i feel about all these four sequels it's surprising what you can live through uh, <laughs> uh, so like i think what would have been more interesting and would have stuck with the world world building that ria was talking about was if like as abysmal was totally in charge. He wants the wishes. He's going to do that. But all the while, Jafar is in his ear, manipulating mm. him. And like, oh, wouldn't you like this? Or you never really liked Aladdin, did you? You know, he he made a fool out of you. Why don't you do this? Why don't you wish for this? Like, if he was doing that, like a little vile snake that he is, you know, literally turned into a snake in the first film. Do that. Don't just be like, right, I'm going to sort of kill you. And like, like it literally, Abysmal could have at any point just go, wish the genie away. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and like, and turn, he nearly turned like, a far human, and Go. he like traps him in a chest or something at some point. And like that could kill him. So therefore, you are no like you go back into the lamp. Hmm. So you so you're not even thinking it through. You're not even thinking it through, Jafar. Come on, Jafar. We we know from the first film you're not that dumb. Come on, Jafar. I, I want to know as well why is it with all these sequels. Does it have to be some sort of vague redemption story in it? Or some sort of bad person going good and that sort of thing? It's like, they're like, right, so the first one we had a baddie, right? You know what we need to do the second film? What? Let's have a baddie become good and then maybe go bad again, but be good. And you're like, right. What, in every one? Yes, let's just do that in all of them. Some of them will be main plot lines, some will be side plot lines, but let's just have a baddie kind of flip the size. Why? What, what reason? Who's watching, you know, Aladdin and going, you know that Iago, I really wish he was a kind of a goodie. I don't. Iago's what? also another insufferable character. So why? Why are they like, oh, Iago? And then they're being really nice to him and stuff. And then he was like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't do all these bad things. And he just lets it all happen. Yeah, that really and pissed like, me off. Because- Where's the arc here? He's doing. He's basically just self-preservation to such a degree. He's basically semi-manipulated both parties, taken a step back, and then whoever's left has gone. I actually, I did like you. You're the one I liked. And they're like, okay, that's cool. You're fine. It's like, what? Yeah. It really pissed me off because there's one bit where Jasmine's like, no, he's a baddie. Like, I don't like him. He betrayed us, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, they, she has, like, one conversation with Aladdin and then Iago suggests that they go on a carpet ride, doesn't he? Because obviously that's the, the plot to get them there. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's such a nice idea. Thanks, Iago, and gives him a kiss on the cheek. And I'm just like, literally 10 minutes ago, 
you were suspicious of him. I don't understand how you can have possibly switched. And she was right, and they're all quickly. right to be suspicious because he did betray them, but there's just no repercussions. It's and then like, they just forgive mm. him anyway. Ugh, whatever. Yeah, it's, and the same with the yeah. whole thing with Mushu in Mulan too. It's like, oh, mm. you did all these absolutely Indeed. horrible, borderline, unforgivable things. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm a small, weak kind of thing, and I guess you know, I'm kind of. So in some ways, I say some funny things sometimes. So it's like, oh, well, you can come to our house then and live with us. Like, what? <laughs> it's like, who watched the first film and went, do you know what we need? More Iago. Mm. Who did that? Who went, that's the breakout character from Aladdin, Iago. Like, what's what what's the voice everybody wants to hear yeah. in the sequel? What is that voice? Singing. That, that <laughs> m- melodious tone, that, you know, that beautiful singing voice. Which one? <laughs> is the one we really want to hear. And I I love Gilbert Gottfried. I think he's great. If you've ever seen him, uh, there's a YouTube video where he reads The Fifty Shades of Grey, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, I check him out. He's, he's really funny. It's sadly no longer with us, recently died. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Like, there's, there's, There is some cream of the crop voice acting talent in this one. Hmm. I will say you've got Jim Cummings, who was Winnie the Pooh. You've got uh, Dan Castellaneta playing the genie, which I think... Obviously, he's not Robin Williams, but he's... He sounds I quite th- homery at he certain does, points. Because he's Homer oh, Simpson, for listeners who think I'm saying... <laughs> I just realised yeah. how that may have sounded. He, he does sound yeah, a bit he like is, Homer yeah. Simpson. He is Homer Simpson, so he plays Homer Simpson. And even the, his clown laugh is crusty. That clown mm, laugh yeah. he does when he's the jack-in-the-box. And there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. And there's some offens- offensive stereotypes very much in his song. But I'm I'm really interested to hear what Rhea thought of Jasmine because in the uh, in the in the chat she was like, so "What have they done to her?" So angry. They've improved her, haven't they, Rhea? She's even better in this film. She's so much better. I really love what they've done with both her character and how she looks. I really love how they've slimmed her down and made her sexy, and she spends all of her time snuggling up to Aladdin and going. Oh, Aladdin, look at my big eyes and my boobies as I look into your face. Oh, look at my sexy bottom as I swish around. Oh, Aladdin, mm, I love it. It's my favourite. Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off. She's so... Say Iago's insufferable. She is insufferable. (laughs) I just... It just made me so... I hate how they made her all sexy and... The animation in this film is so poor in general, overall. But her animation, they've clearly gone, just just a sexy brown woman. That's all we're doing with her. We're not going to do anything else. What we're going to do is when she walks around, we're going to make her hair swish, swish all around constantly. Why is her hair swishing around so much constantly? (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's sexy. It's sexy. And... And the voice act, the voice acting in this awful. So both Aladdin and Jasmine, I don't know why they've said to them, "Can you do a slightly New York accent?" I don't know why they've said that because it's fucking weird choice. But they've asked Linda Larkin to do, or maybe she decided herself. But like this weird, weak, sexy Marilyn Monroe voice, like that is not Jasmine. That is not her from the first film. Jasmine in the first film is not perfect. She's pretty fucking awesome, let's be honest. But she is not perfect. But she's certainly not like, she does not spend, we, we know she doesn't spend her time sidling up to men going, mm, hi, I love you, sexy, sexy. She does the exact opposite. She goes, you're all annoying. You're all, all 
I don't want any of this sappy stuff. I want to go and be me. I want to find somebody who's my equal. I, you know, and they take that away from her in this film. This whole thing where he's being made, I don't, I can't even remember what the what the job title is. Uh, the Grand Vizier. Thank you, the Grand Vizier. And she's like, oh, Aladdin, I can't wait for you to be the Grand Vizier. Jasmine would not be putting up with that shit. She'd be like, I'm sorry, did you earn that place? I think I should actually probably be the Grand Vizier. That's what Jasmine would be. She'd be like, that's the role for me, because you clearly can't keep any of your shit together, Aladdin, and I can. So why am I not in that role? So, you know, she was an actual feminist. She, I mean, she still ended up marrying Aladdin. Blah, let's not talk about that. But in terms of what she wanted, I would not marry Aladdin. Dude is a loser. And he lied to her, like at the start, and like he the first thing her. he does. Drives me fucking mad. That doesn't that feel such a weird lie as well. It's like, so it's like, why of all the lies one can tell to your partner about like, serious issues, okay, risk your entire relationship over? You choose that. It's like I'm hiding a parrot in the garden. Yes, yeah, like, you've got <laughs> Iago have- in the cage. That's, that's all you've got. What the baddie? All you need to that, go is that I sounds it. like a euphemism. I think. I so, I so want to use that at some point with Kevin. Now be like, I'm hiding a parrot in the garden. <laughs> Do you want to come find it? <laughs> Give you a feather. Where's this joke going? <laughs> but like, and and that's exactly it. Like. She just accepts his multiple lies and go, oh, oh, Aladdin, oh, we are going, oh, fun kicks. And I'm just like, what is this shit? Like, why would you want to be with that man? I don't get it. And the lack of, and I know, I know it's a Disney film and a sequel, but the lack of communication in their relationship. In the first film, when she knows he is lying to her, she's not having any of it. She is annoyed at him. And she says, she goes, look, we need to be open to each other. This is obviously not lines from the film. We need to communicate. It's a Disney film. And he doesn't Very do that. Very sophisticated, this, yeah. this Disney and she film. She has none of it. Yet in this film, he lies to her multiple times and she's just like, <laughs> funny, parrot, woohoo, done magic carpet, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? What is this? Have any of you ever met a single woman? Here's here's something as well. The time, the one time in the film when she has a most agency, where she's like accusing uh, Aladdin of killing her dad and and says you're gonna die, is when Jafar is her. her. Yeah. Is when Jafar is playing her. Jafar oh. gets it. Jafar's yeah. evil. Don't fancy Jafar. I just want to point that out before you all start going down the stairs. <laughs> he's far out. Not like, having that. We, we know Rhea. We, Rhea, we know because he's not furry. So it's... Yeah. <laughs> you fancy Iago. No, that's, your, that's your Aladdin one. Mm, feathers. 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 <laughs> that's, why, that's why you want the parrot in your garden. <laughs> you actually want Iago in there. Anyway. I actually can't think of anything worse. <laughs> Yeah, there's very few things. Um, I, I've got a few notes here of of this. And so w- with each movie, I wrote, uh, you know, humour, music, themes, and then I wrote the general plot and stuff. H- in Aladdin 2... Such good homework. Uh, well, not the quite, be- because these films didn't have much humour. The music was... <laughs> meh. And in this, I literally just wrote, I wrote at the start, humour, a bit from Genie. <laughs> and that's literally all that's written. And there's just a big gap. And then at the end, I've written, the tiger doesn't sound like a tiger. Because the the voice acting for that tiger is some of the worst. It's like, have do you know what a tiger is? Yeah, yeah, I know what a tiger is. Of course, yeah, it's like a it's like a wild dog or something, isn't it? It's like no, that's not. It's like growl. If you listen to it now, if you go back, you may not have noticed it. It doesn't growl or roar. It kind of sounds like a, a a purring gurgle. It's really weird. It doesn't sound anything like a tiger. I don't know what did they've they, done. Did they get Bambi to do it? 
<laughs> but, but, I mean, that it did sound more like a tiger than that tiger did. I can tell you that much. I just, uh, and also you could tell the voice actors. I know that a lot of the time voice actors will record things without other people around them and things, but you'd expect they were something. Never, they weren't within a hundred miles well, of each other. Well, no, you could point. tell that from the interactions, but also because the Sultan and Aladdin pronounced Vizier completely differently. <laughs> and it was really jarring. It was like, I want you to be the Grand Vizier. And he was like, oh yes, the Grand Vizier. It's like, I will be the Grand Vizier. Yes, you'll be a great Vizier. Yes, I'll be the Grand Vizier. And it's like, you two, if you were saying that to the Sultan, he'd look at you and go, what are you, what are you saying it like that? But no, they're just like, and, and that moment I was like, yeah, you can tell. And from that point, which is quite near the start you notice that every line of dialogue has been edited in mm. the way to make it sound like actual dialogue there's no one in the disney studios you know when you see the behind the scenes stuff of some of the things that people interacting and having a laugh none of that they just sat you know in the corner in the waiting room waiting for people to leave the booth to go in there and talk at the thing for ages it was that there were moments like i'm not saying the people who were doing it were necessarily at fault but it was i feel like there was no one overseer. There was no one at the voice actor mm. place to say, all right, maybe for this one, when we get this character to record 90% of their stuff here and this character 80% of their stuff there, but in these times where they're having an actual emotional or important conversation, let's just have both actors in the room at the same time talking. And also let's just make sure they both pronounce the words they're saying. It's not even separate. It's not like in a different time or anything. It's literally saying it to your face and you saying it back to me the next three words you say. And it's completely different. And it's just, it's like if you're being, if your job role is to be the vizier of the Grand Sultan, you would have to know that what your job, you know how to pronounce it. You couldn't be the Sultan's vizier and be calling yourself a visor or a vizier. It uh, it, it really annoyed me <laughs> really more than i realized actually I didn't do, do you remember at the beginning of the pandemic and ongoing pandemic when all of the voiceover artists and actors had to like lock themselves in cupboards and cover themselves with blankets and just be there with like a laptop and a microphone to be able to continue doing their work i feel that's how the voice acting in this film was done mm. but worse somehow in a vacuum yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It, it can be hard for for actors you know um i've do, i've done a bit of voice work as well back in the day with my lovely voice um i there was a few kind of bits and pieces i did at uni and and elsewhere um i even did one for a, a fellow uh, fellow person the other day and it can be tricky if you don't have like an active mm. imagination yeah. if you can't picture stuff and I, I there is you know sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it's quite hard to get in that moment and I'm again I'm not not blaming the actors because I think it will be yeah nor am I it, to it's, it's a it's yeah. a budgetary I never I'll be honest exactly. I never I never blame the actors for anything because it's usually the writing the producing the direction for me that's that's the stuff like who's putting together who's casting these people in these roles who's doing this thing like the actors are like I'm hungry I need a job. <laughs> yeah, totally. And and I and I'm I'm never I never go, ah, oh, well, you know, they were not, you know, they can do a bad job, don't get me wrong, but you know, the basis for everything comes from way above their heads. Like they're the they're the last, they're the last level of this kind of pyramid scheme if you will like that's the that's where the little dregs dripple down and they're like oh, oh feed me yes a little <laughs> you know that's that's the actor's life trust me i i know it i've lived it the vast majority of, of actors yeah. lives there's yes, this tiny exactly. percent of them that make yeah. an unfathomable amount more than anyone by for no good reason but then exactly that, the vast majority of people that i know who are who yeah. are actors but even like, even the ones so that people. are even the ones that are pretty successful or the voice actors still not making that lot that much yeah. money no, not voice actors yeah yeah like they're 
they should. They're, they're still they're still doing a lot of work. They have yeah. to do a lot of work, and yeah. they can do a lot of work, and they're talented enough to do a lot of work. But at, at the end of, of the day, like even if they're giving a, a, a shit performance, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, but was the director any good? Was the writing any good? You know, I feel that that with anyone, with actors and often directors, like you're gonna make money. This is your job. I'm a communications professional. Every comms job I do is not going to be my greatest work or the greatest job that I've ever done. It's fine. We've all got to eat. You know, that's fine. And I think with any of these films, I don't necessarily think we should be shitting on the actors. I think no. if we're shitting on oh, anything, absolutely. it's the yeah. screenwriters. Yes. And, and unfortunately, and again, I'm a huge VFX nerd, the an animation nerd, the, the animators, unfortunately. But again, I will say that's not their fault. I would say... Mm. They've been told to do something. Animators, VFX people have very little power. So you've just got to go and do what you're told to do. Very little time as well. It's probably Uh, like, you need to do basically the whole Aladdin film in a quarter of the time and we'll pay you half. half. Exactly. Exactly. And expect you to work overtime and ungodly hours. And and then you unfortunately have to see that work plastered over everything and go, oh, that was... That's what I was forced to do. It's a big opportunity because like, being with Disney, yeah. it, it's one yeah. of those things. It's like one of the pinnacles of animation. Down. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's just we've. It's the problem is with a lot of these people is just a lot of these movies. Rather, is just they. No one. They didn't really. Probably they just didn't give people enough time to really flush anything out. They probably just grabbed a handful of people and just like quite almost like off the street in a sense, but in Hollywood air quotes, it's just like right, you people, quick. Make an Aladdin yeah. film. Here's some money. Quick. You've got three months. Go. And they're like, okay, uh, Jafar, he comes back, right? And Iago. And it's just like, if they had more time, really, as you do with the first film, it's kind of like with uh, Sonoma's a lot of the time with like band music sometimes. You get the first album that's really cool and things. And then the second one is also like the first one they've been writing their entire lives. Then the second one, you've got runoff from the first album. You know what you're kind of doing a bit more. But then the third and fourth albums, the record labels are putting such pressure on you. You've only got six months to a year to write an album and the last mm. two have been, it's taken you like sometimes decades to write over your life and things and so it becomes a thing where if you're having pressure on you and you've got less time it's just so much harder to make art exactly and i, I feel like it was like that the the producer came in and went to the writer and was like it was like so tell me what was your idea what's the what could you consider being a bambi too and he goes <laughs> oh well um no no i needed it yesterday why <laughs> I needed it now. Where is it? It's late, you know? And it's like, this, I guess? (laughs) Groundhog Day? (laughs) I watched that yesterday. I literally just saw it at the cinema. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bambi 2 came out uh, very late, wasn't it? It was 64 years after or something. So it was like 2006, I think, something like that. Wow. Um, I know we're wrapping up now, or about to, I assume, but I will just say... I want to know what made them make Bambi 2 after so long. Of all the other films, I get it. It's like the Aladdin hype, the Lion King hype, whatever. You want people who are interested to buy merch and stuff. But was it just like, oh, we're re-releasing Bambi. Let's just make another one. We've made it for DVD. Yeah, maybe. Could it have been <clears throat> when it, they remastered the DVDs? Because they thinking, went, they yeah. went through and remastered a load of old they Disney did, movies, yeah. didn't they? Probably where a lot of these have come from, where it's just like, hey, you know, we can charge £15 and never reduce the price ever for these Disney DVDs and they're some of the only DVDs that never really go down in value because we also lock them away and hide them when they stop selling as much as we want them to and then you can't buy them for 10 to 20 years. Speaking of this, I've got some trivia on Bambi 2's sales. The DVD sold 2.6 million copies. Wow. Is that a lot? Like that that for a for a direct-to-video DVD 
see a Disney sequel, even a Disney sequel, that's pretty good numbers. If, if you think they made a couple of quid on each one, then that's seven. That's million. straight to DVD, so it wasn't in the cinema. No, no, right. But a lot wow. of it's overhead because you have to pay money to get in the cinema. Yeah. Still, well, they want to spend a ton on it to make it because it's Bambi two, um, <laughs> so they probably made a shit ton of Bambi two. Wow. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. So that's mental. So I, I think a, a movie or animated, whatever, that's still like a genuine success story. Yeah. And it's worth it because I loved it. I, I didn't love it. I thought it was pretty, pretty good. You won't, you won't return to it. You loved it, but you won't return I pro- to it. I'm probably not, maybe. You'll return to Jafar to it. I think maybe if when we have kids and stuff. Oh, nice. nice. Thank nice. you. Thank but, you, everyone. That's maybe, funny. <laughs> maybe when we have kids, I might show them Bambi 2. We'll do the thing. We'll do a Bambi thing. We'll play Bambi, pause halfway through, put Bambi 2 on, and they'll be like, why is the audio changing? Why is Bumper talk quarter of the speed now? Don't worry about it. He hit his head off screen. Don't worry. Do you, know, do, you know what, do you know what Jafar's surname is? Oh, no. Oh. Cake. I knew that's oh, what I was going to say. For God's sake. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Oh. On that That note. is funny. <laughs> 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 that, I think we should rank them all. Let's yep. just move wow. on. Pretend Oof. that didn't happen. Are we, are so, we ranking them together or personally? Oh, do do oh gosh, I was going to say personally, but maybe we could do it together. Let's have some hot, hot, hot debates. So, worst one. I'm sorry, we're going too far. I'd say either that or Mulan. Cause I, think I think Mulan, Mulan I think, too, for I me. I think Mushu is so, so bad. Yeah, I think I, I disliked Mulan more than... I, I disliked Mulan more yeah. as well. Thiago, sexy jamming, Aladdin's a dick. Oh, wow. All, all valid it's points. Two, all very valid points. One, you win. It's but just what win. I, watch like experience. If I had to watch one or the other, I'd rather watch Aladdin 2. If I had oh, to my God. I am Aladdin, never Aladdin watching Aladdin 2. If I die and go to hell, it's been forced <laughs> to watch Aladdin 2 over and over again. It's just, it's just Iago's two songs yeah. on repeat forever. Yeah. And then when you start forgetting, they'll change the pitch of it. So it... <laughs> Just oh. go up a semitone. <laughs> you know what it is, Rio? It's just going to be Rafiki pushing your head closer and closer <laughs> to the screen. <laughs> 102 year old Rafiki. <laughs> it's like not even then, it'll be even older, like 250 <laughs> year old rotting, Rafiki. Like a rotting baboon. I mean, he's, he's in hell, so it doesn't really matter, hands. I guess. <laughs> oh, my lord. For all eternity. <laughs> I mean, Rhea, you are technically. You've all overridden. You're the host on this. You could just override me. us with the authority. Yeah, sure. Host, no. if you, want. you know me. I'd never do that. Come on. Well, I, I, fuck I, I off. Think, I think, all I think you of got... you. That silence. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Group consensus, so you bastards. Okay, fine, Mulan fine. Too. Mulan I mean, too. I, Mulan. I think it. Like I think it is. I think it, it is like. close. I think. I think both of them are very close to being yeah. the worst. I have to agree. I think it's. It's just. Just there on the on the razor's edge, but I would choose Aladdin. Over Mushu it. is more unbearable than Iago, I'd say. And that's kind of the cincher there, is like, you know, the Jasmine stuff is bad, but I completely forgot because she faded into the background because she was so unimportant to anything. Mm. She was so... I know the problem is that she's not being used as a person, but she's so much almost an object in the film because she's just got no agency or anything to do with her. Exactly I basically, she was almost like, you could have just taken her out of the movie. And, it, and that is a big problem. But in a watching experience, I was like, I wasn't offended by that because I was I, I forgot she existed it was like someone just I was watching yeah, the film yeah she was barely in it really she yeah really whereas you know and Iago was quite annoying and stuff in that film and all the other things but I just found Mushu was unfathomably unbearable and not only was it <laughs> annoying but it actually ruined Mulan for me a little bit watching Mulan too it made Mulan worse so I'm like oh 
if I keep this cannon in my head, which I kind of, I don't know if I will, Mushu's an asshole, and then Mulan loses it. It's not, not kind of agency, but it's just kind of a bit pithy. I, I did feel watching Mulan too, I did feel like Cricky the whole way through. You know how Cricky just spends the whole time shrugging, being like, what are you doing? Shrugging. That's how I felt about Mulan too. Yeah, just... Ugh. Like yeah. you know, you know what I didn't notice about the first one, but I noticed about this Mulan is that she's constantly got blusher on, and that made me uncomfortable. Yes. I think it it's made really me th- irritating. I was like, she doesn't need the blusher on. Like she didn't have it in the first film when she was male, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, but but now she's female, she has to have the blusher on. No, she doesn't. Yeah. I, I, it felt made me feel a bit weird about it, and I I I honestly know that'll be a producer's thing. Going, we've got to sell these dolls. We've got to sell what women girls want the dolls the way they look like this, and this is how they got to be. And no, not that that made me uncomfortable as well. That was one other little. It's a tiny niggle, but it still made me uncomfortable. No, I agree. Do you remember when they made Meredith sexy? And I do, yeah. Doll. Yeah, we talked about it on our, uh, yeah. me and Natalie's four-hour feminist podcast. We we talked about that for a little while. Yeah, that, that was a that was one that made people very mad, and I and I agree with them. I agree yeah. with the madness. Yeah. Okay, so worst one, fine. Moonlam two. I mean, where are, third where is return it's of Jafar. Be, yeah, it's yeah. got to be yeah. Moonland two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now what's it going to be like? Mike, what are you going to say next? (laughs) Which one are you saying? It's the second one. Which one? I I think Lion King is the best of them. I I I liked Bambi more. I think uh, a bit, but it might be because it was short and I watched it in two parts, and it was I quite Patrick Stewart's voice. But I think the Bambi two is a weaker film all round, and uh, like Lion King two felt the most like an actual sequel that wasn't. It's all money grabbing, but. It felt the least money grabbing y. It was just like, this felt like we're making almost, we're making a Lion King franchise, we're making a trilogy that's kind of felt like that. It was like, it didn't feel shoehorned in. It was like, oh, Simba's got a kid. Let's, it was like its own working story, even though it was very flawed. Whereas Mulan 2 was just like, we need to think of a story that isn't really a story. And then like Bambi was like, let's pigeonhole story into this bit. And then yeah, Aladdin was just a bit, oh, you know, they just beat Jafar, like the last thing you saw them happen. Yeah, well, let's take a film a day or two later and then have it happen again. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's back. Okay, he's it's back. It's a year later, actually. Is it? Aladdin. Not yeah. that you'd know, yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, Mike. God. I, I, thought I might have days, made that up, to be fair. I, I thought might have it was because you saw... Mulan Because you saw Iago climb out of sand at the start. So I might have mixed that up with Mulan Yeah, he too. couldn't have been under sand for a year. Yeah, <laughs> and Mike. I'll, can I'll I go back... look at that. I want to go back to... There's another niggly thing I had with Mulan too as well. Fireflies did not actually cause fire because they set off those fireworks. Wait, you does know, that when... happen in Mulan too? Okay, first of all, Return of Jafar is a year after Aladdin. But okay. it starts with Iago. <laughs> was he under sand for a year then? He was in the lamp though, yes. wasn't he? He was in the lamp yeah, he was at the end of the, of the film. So there's there's uh, magic and shit and cosmic okay. bollocks, Fair. you know. All that sort of stuff. And then he climbed out of the lamp into the sand, I guess. Right, I see, I see. Okay, sorry. Uh, Mike, don't, don't apologise. It's, it's, it's utter nonsense. <laughs> no, I meant sorry because like, I interrupted uh, either your rear speaking to say that. No, no, it's it's utter nonsense is what I'm saying. What I'm explaining, I'm like, silly Mike, you've got it all wrong. This is the- <laughs> yes. you know your timeline of Aladdin. This, this is the law of Aladdin. You stick to your lightsabers and your kyber crystals <laughs> you and we'll, we'll, know about the, we'll know about the parrots and the lamps and how they work and how old Rafiki is. That's our, that's our expertise. <laughs> Oh, Aladdin comics in canon. Um, no, but, 
no, I, I think don't go down that rabbit hole. No, oh god, no. I, so, I think Lion King to Simba's Pride could stand alone as its own film. Yeah, it doesn't need the first one to be its own self. I don't know where that sentence was going, but you know what I'm getting at. It might and almost I think work that's better. Why it works. It almost might work yeah. better if you showed kids Lion King two and then Lion King one. I think that would actually work quite well because I think where Lion King one is better. But the plot is basically oh, no, the same. Because then you have to be like, well, this is back in time. This is Simba now when he was a kid. kid you show kids anything and like prequels. <laughs> you know, don't explain I it. I can't if they... wait for you to have children. You can and... show kids anything. I mean, I'm here you go, Jimmy. See, Here's the boy in the striped pajamas. <laughs> I... well, First yeah. of all, you guys calling your kid Jimmy is my favorite. <laughs> no, call him Bert. I don't know why Jimmy was the, we're the calling name. Him Bert. Bert Burton. That's what we're no, doing. No, we're not calling Bertie our child. We're not calling our child Bertie Burton. <laughs> Bert. And he gets called Bertie by his friends. BB. Bert's Bertie Burton. <laughs> yeah, triple B. Oh, a threat. I'm not calling um, our child triple B. <laughs> B hey, triple B. Triple B. Anyway, children. No, um, you can. Like, I, I grew up with the prequels, so that's my. I've always had Star Wars with uh, like time going back. So I guess I'm just one. Of, that's the problem. With me. I'm like kids. You understand? Pre- I did. Yeah, I understood <laughs> what a prequel was before. Yeah, they called the prequel trilogy. I got that. I'm not an idiot. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh <Sorry>. dear. <laughs> what I will say about Lion King Two. <laughs> I've, got, I've, I've got more hot takes. Don't worry. Wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but I've got things to say, so I'm, I'm going to say them because I'm an mm. asshole. Uh, why did like he looks exactly like Scar? Why wasn't he Scar's son? It's so weird. Yeah, it's, it is. Mm. It's jarring. It, I feel like he was up until he wasn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, I because he has the scar. He has the well, same. Yeah, you know, they, they do color, it in exactly the same. He gets yeah. the scar. Yeah, yeah, he gets the scar. He's got. He's literally in that dream as Scar, and then he transforms into him. And and uh, Simba's like, oh shit, he is just like Scar, you know. And it's almost like, oh well, well if he's Scar's son, then he's definitely evil. <laughs> you know, it's like mm. that's that's how evil works. <laughs> Genetic <laughs> evil. You're just born evil, um, <laughs> just like your dad, um, and. <laughs> And that's what the whole kind of thing is like, oh, what if I'm just like Scar? What if I'm evil? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm bad? And it would have worked so much better if he was just his son and Zira could be the mum. It didn't need to not be. Because it was like, it's really awkward where they're like, he's Scar's heir without being fathered by him. (laughs) He just kind of looks like him, but he's not Even though he looks exactly like (laughs) Because that's one of the things that I said to Mike at the beginning of the film. I was like, but you don't, First of all, you don't even see Scar hanging out with lions. Like, you only ever yeah, see him with hyenas. Mm. And then I was like, and you definitely don't see him with females until at the end when he's like, where's my food? Like, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, you don't see him with any other lions. So I was like, well, why does he have a kid? And then it was like, well, he's not his kid. And I was like, I'm so confused. Because yeah, when he was king, <laughs> surely understand. that's when he would have been he like... He would have, yeah. It's kind of like Mufasa's the only... Around, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's one lion. Is it one yeah, male lion normally to yeah. several? Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of like what the whole Mufasa thing was. It was like, oh, and I kind of thought that. I was like, oh, so they're making a big fuss about Simba, but doesn't... Wouldn't totally Mufasa make them, yeah. lots mm. of the other ones? Why is Simba and, the special and one? And Simba and Nala clearly are half-brother and sister. Game of Thrones, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Lions. That's gonna be. Oh that's what the third game, one's about. Game the game of, of Lions. The third one is about. Uh, no, I'm not gonna go down. That Nobody road. wins the game. Can of you feel the incest tonight? <laughs> uh, well, that's the promo for this, then, isn't it? Nice. Then you've just got Rafiki pushing siblings together. <laughs> yeah, all of them. <laughs> 
He's a dirty, <laughs> dirty baboon. <laughs> Rafiki at 5,000 years old. Yeah, he can never die. And he's just bored. Uh, he's, just, he's just like, I like to watch. <laughs> I'd watch and create. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. um, I'm bringing so... people together. <laughs> I'm so sorry I made us watch these films. I regretted it. I regretted it you know almost what? instantly. You know what? I think the discussion has been far more enjoyable than any of the films. <laughs> yeah, and longer yeah. as well, because all the films are really yeah. short. So. This yes. discussion's gone on longer than I thought it was going to be, because I've got no notes. I was like, I hate them all. <laughs> it's like a stream of consciousness has poured out of us, all of us, <laughs> in our own way. Um, but yeah, I, I think we've all agreed... So the ranking was Lion King 2, number one, the best, yep. then Bambi, then, then Return of Jafar, <laughs> and then Mulan 2. Yeah. Both I, of which yeah. can just be wiped off the face of the earth, thanks. Yeah, we can give them both Mulan and uh, and uh, Aladdin 2. But strong avoid. Spend. A strong avoid for those. Yeah, two. for anyone listening, there's, really with all of these, I would say maybe it was Lion King 2, it's fairly inoffensive. Bambi 2 is... Sub- I was if you if you love Bambi one I'd say watch Bambi two but yeah. it's not you're not gonna watch Bambi two and go oh my god that changed every no it's not it's just like an hour of I nice also have a visual. deadbeat dad <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the Disney these sequels unlike some of the Pixar ones or some of the the more modern ones pretty much all of them are just like they're not a must watch by any stretch of the imagination there's not really any point to watching any of them. And even us doing it for a laugh or doing it for this podcast, it was kind of like, I don't even really want to watch these anymore. And it's put me off watching any others. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> so sorry. Don't I thought it'd be hilarious. Time. Joke's on me, hey? Egg I, mean, it's hilarious. I mean, this this has been hilarious. I yes. think. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. Sorry, go Mike. Go on. I was, I was going to say next time as well. Megan, I'll make sure Megan actually watches the films properly because she's I, I just did so... watch the whoa, film. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> no, just fell asleep Mike. because Excuse with the me, Mike. with the ones we're actually going to watch. I'm just always so cosy. No, but it's more so these films are so boring. I don't that blame. It's the most Megan. adorable thing anybody's ever said. Yeah, she's wearing a nice dressing. I'm wearing gown. my new dress. Well, I say new. Oh yeah, let's have a look. New, let's have a look. New-ish dressing. I'm gown. Trying to get my hood out. Oh. Here we go. Quality yeah. podcast content. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All my listeners love hearing. My mum was like, it. "You want a dressing gown with a hood?" And I was like, "Um, obviously." Well, she said, "She said I want a dressing why, gown with a hood." Why would you have a dressing gown without a hood? Well, she no, she actually said, oh, "I assume you want a dressing gown without a hood." And you go, "No, I obviously want a hood." And she was like, "You want it with a hood?" And it's like, "You you'd want it without a hood." Yeah, because yeah, dressing what I like gowns do... without hoods. Yeah. Because yeah. what I like to do is when Mike annoys me or he asks me something that I don't want to answer. I can just like she does do that. Quite I can a lot. cover up my face, yeah. And sometimes I can go like this, and I can go do it. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you say, uh, "You must go to the Degabar oh, system." You must go to the Degabar yeah. system. You must I was going to say, is there, is there a difference between a dressing gown and a robe? I think or a robe doesn't that, have. We all just talked at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a robe <laughs> doesn't have a hoodie. Quality. <laughs> Quality. Uh, yeah, also, we're also polite. <laughs> That's what I think it's a hood thing, probably. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we've we come to the end of this conversation. <laughs> we have. We've all asked um, <laughs> So, Dan, do you want to introduce our next Disney discussion, what we're going to talk about next? Well, I, uh, we've kind of already mentioned it, but we are going to look at the dark Disney era. Um, so these are films where Disney was kind of going... 
We've done all the nicest, nice stuff. We've done Bambi. Um, let's see. <laughs> let's go down some disturbing, dark and twisted routes. Obviously, this was kind of late 70s. Disney was struggling. Other animators were doing much better. They were losing this kind of momentum. Um, and they started kind of experimenting. And these, these films are live action films as well. Uh, so we're going to look at The Watcher in the Woods, which, which the producer said that he he wanted to do Disney's Exorcist. So uh, what? So, yeah, that was he was like he was like, oh, like, was like we, we, what? Um, <laughs> he was like we need to do the Exorcist but for kids. Um and uh, so that's the Watcher in the Woods and we're going to we're going to take a look at that. Uh again, the none of these films are currently available on Disney Plus in the UK. I'm not sure elsewhere maybe. They could possibly be available, but I bought the DVDs and we're going to watch it whenever we find the chance. Uh, so we've got Watcher in the Woods. We've also got Something Wicked This Way Comes, which is uh, based on a Ray Bradbury novel, a uh, sci-fi writer, a Halloween-themed one as well. Um, so that will be interesting. I think that's about kind of devil devil deals and stuff. And again, very much like a be careful what you wish for type thing. So a little return of Jafar-ish. Um, <laughs> And then we've also got a co-production from Disney and Paramount called Dragon Slayer, which was shown in a double bill with Raiders of the Lost Ark as well. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Back in the day. So it's not, again, none of these are necessarily kid-friendly, which is probably why you won't find them on Disney+. Plus. And you know me, I like my obscure, you know, out there, unusual films. So we are going to look at those. Uh, Megan, feel you have the permission to fall asleep. Don't worry. Mike's going to watch anyway. So Mike, Mike, Mike will fill you in. So do not feel like you have to stay awake if they're boring. I've I've seen Dragon Slayer, but I've not seen the other two, so I can't comment on their quality. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I've got another three Disney dark Disney films we could do as well later if you want to if we want to go back to that well at some point. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be weird. It's going to be wacky. But if it's as good as the last two Disney discussions, I can't fucking wait <laughs> are we not doing black cauldron or is that being safe for part two i mean if if you want like i can mix it up we don't have to do I, those i wasn't asking those I, films i thought uh, in my head it was drag it was dragon slayer black cauldron and the other two we, it doesn't have to be With that you trying to dictate all the movies no I, it was it was only because i, we've did, done I thought i thought these i thought these i mean i could do we can do four no, if i want. don't want to force four that's fine <laughs> three, it, if I you've got six in mind if you've got six in mind three and three makes a lot more sense yeah yeah like it, it's there's there's because three of them are on disney plus and the other three aren't so that i thought makes, if we yeah. do the ones that aren't and then we could do the ones that are and then if people got want, it planned you know as, as, uh, welcome to our our admin yes this is, this is it mega mode to me on patreon for doing that on patreon we're gonna organize this we're gonna do that we're gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah people don't need to know our admin <laughs> exactly um, right let's <laughs> where can everybody find everyone uh oh gosh as the technical host i guess i'll go last so who wants to go first mike and megan you're great at uh, promoting yourself, aren't you, Megan? Hello. Don't forget to spell it out, Megan. I'll yeah. spell it out. So good. Uh, so I <clears throat> don't have a podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm sure at this point everyone knows that I don't have a podcast. Technically, you do. Technically, I do. This is your podcast. <laughs> Every <laughs> Who podcast. Is, who's, who's Mike? Is <laughs> <laughs> Megan's genuine schmitch sh- sh- met. Um, <laughs> Were you about to say shit chat? <laughs> yeah, I was. <coughs> my voice it, is going now she calls it that occasionally um, oh yeah I'm on Instagram at Grits Gets Fit that is G-R-I-T-T-S 
gets fit. <laughs> um, wow. Although I haven't really posted that much recently, to be honest. So moving house, so it's been quite busy. Yeah, hectic it's lives. taken a back burner social media because I don't really care about it. <laughs> <laughs> Too many other things. Um, but you can keep up to date with me and Megan uh, at Genuine Chit Chat on all the social media places. And Megan does have a podcast, but it's hidden behind a paywall because I'm a bastard. Uh, so if you want to hear, Pay for me. Yeah, if you want to hear Megan and I, I do, I do, I do. You do. Pay for the pleasure. Yeah. And thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and right back at you for paying for my Patreon as well. Spun it down the secret balls. <laughs> yeah. We're getting it's, to you, Dan. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry, I'm, yeah, poach my, Dan. Trying to poach my <laughs> Patreons. Sorry. Patreons only, you can only be a supporter for one of us. So you're not allowed. <laughs> you're not, you have to choose. And you have to message us as well to tell us. Um, but anyway, no, it's... Um, yeah, if you want to hear from Megan and me, review movies and all sorts of other stuff and waffle on, talk about road trips and holidays and stuff we've been on and things, and also me review other stuff like Star Wars books and non-Star Wars comics and etc., then you can support us on Patreon for as little as one pound a month. And you get access to lots what of stuff. What a bargain. I know. It's so it's a very small amount of money if you have that disposable. Don't give any to Dan. And uh yeah, just <laughs> I'm pretty sure mine's more expensive anyway. <laughs> and, I, and I probably do less. <laughs> I mean, mine's every single week. Once I've even realised with bigger Patreon uh, people like Scroobius Pip, shout out, I know he listens, I wish. Um, but he <laughs> um, he only, he doesn't put on as much Patreon content as I do. And so, so I'm just saying, every single week I make an effort, sometimes twice Getting a week. Getting something. Yeah, yeah. More, more than that. Get on the Tom Hanks season. That's my been my favourite so far. Especially yeah, I mean, your episode on Big. That was my favourite. The number one, the free one that people can go check out at bit.ly slash Tom Hanks one. Type that into your browser of choice. You get to hear it for free. Oh my God. Nice little taster. Sorry, I'm I'm now really badly waffling. Don't, don't go for maybe. the free one. Go for the, the, the pricey one. Go for the one you have to pay for. <laughs> that one is very good. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm passing it to Dan now, passing the bat on. Okay, um, spiderdownthesecretballs.com, basically. That's everything. <laughs> it's all there. All my collaborations with Rhea, her podcast is on there. I've I've done the uh, Mike's podcast as well. That's on there. And, and the Disney discussion is on there as well. All the social media links and everything. So that's spiderdownthesecretballs, B-O-R-E-S.com. So uh, go over there and you'll see a lot of weird and wacky stuff, much like the Disney films, the dark Disney films that are on their way. Lovely. And then that's just me, Ria Carrigan, at Ria Carrigan. I'm not going to spell it. I'm a mystery. Um, <laughs> or find me at Fem on Film. Again, not going to spell it. <laughs> Nobody come and enjoy my content. I'm too busy being mysterious. I'm going to get a cape and that's it. Not a mask, or yeah, just a cape. You need to be serious with just a cape. I don't know where I was Carizians. Just a cape. I had no idea where I was. I'd love to just just a robe, a robe or a dressing gown. That'll do. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon Rhea and I would get. I make a a great um like super hero duet. Great. Duo, 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 and duet. Make, do you sing your own theme <laughs> we song. Can, we can duo and duet. <laughs> you sing your own theme song while you're fighting crime. Yeah, can't, can't, can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sold. I'm totally sold. <laughs> Wonderful. Right, thanks everyone. I look forward to talking about hopefully some better films. <laughs> yes, Jesus yes. We we that's all up to you, Dan. We don't rely well. on you for the weird and wonderful Disney. If so. if they're not good, they'll there'll be something to talk about, I can guarantee. <laughs> wonderful. And that is where we'll stop. 
And that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, as always, my friends. And make sure you check out episode 155 of Genuine Chit Chat, because that was when we had our first full Disney discussion, where we each spoke about our favourite Disney movies. Now, apologies if I sound a bit bunged up in the intro and outro. Hay fever is absolutely killing me at the moment, and also because we're still in the process of moving house and cleaning the flat that we were living in and all this sort of stuff, the dust is also setting me off. So it's summertime and pollen and that sort of thing, as well as lots of dust. So lots of fun times, and it does not make for good podcasting when you've got a bunged up nose. So lots of fun there. Uh, but moving on, make sure that you tune into uh, Ria's show, Femon Film, found on the feed of Comics in Motion, and also make sure you check out Spider dan and the secret boars obviously at the end here there was lots of plugs and things so i'm sure yourselves were aware of their shows anyway but links are in the description so what else have we got coming up and what have i generally been up to well i recently recorded an episode with mary kenny people may have seen me post about it on twitter she was one of the main writers for spider-man miles morales she is one of the writers for the upcoming the wolverine game that's going to be released at some point in the next couple of years and she's been involved with lots of other cool things she's written a book called gamer girls which is going to be out in the next month or so so i will be releasing that i imagine in a month or so uh, we just need sony to listen to the conversation to make sure she didn't bring about any spoilers to the Wolverine or mention anything untoward uh, because you know she's a very important person and it's a very thrilling conversation to have so you know make sure you follow her on Twitter and things like that at Mary Kay News and just follow me on Twitter as well if you don't already at Genuine Chit Chat and uh, yourselves will be kept up to date when that episode does drop either at the end of these sort of rambly outro things I do or just on social media you will see it posted but the best way is to subscribe to the podcast and then you'll know whenever new episodes get released. In addition to that, I am speaking with someone uh, tomorrow uh, about comic books. They are someone who is a part of a team who creates comic books for specifically important charitable organizations and things that people need to know about. I don't want to delve too much into it yet because I don't like to you know, spoil things before I've actually got the recording in the bag, but that will likely be the one that I've got due next. I've then got a few other conversations in the pipeline that are either booked for the next couple of weeks or are in the midst of being booked, so very excited to speak with those individuals as well plus i imagine i'll get some people from comics emotion soon but if you want even more content from me and you're fully up to date with star wars comics in canon which obviously is my star wars show that airs both on youtube but also on the feed of comics in motion which obviously is where Rhea's show film on film airs if you're quite up with all of those things and you will probably already be aware that i've been doing a weekly discussion show about kenobi so on the feed of comics in motion and once again on my youtube uh, you can listen to myself and a variety of guests talk about each episode of kenobi a day or two after it gets released and so we've got two more episodes to go i think and then we're at the end of that so very exciting stuff and i imagine i'll do something very similar for andor when that comes out at the end of august so lots of fun ways to keep up to date with me there but if you're saying to me well mike i already listened to styles comics and canon i'm fully up to date i've listened to everything on your youtube channel and i've listened to your kenobi discussion show and every episode of genuine chit chat but i need more and i want to help support you well i've got a perfect solution for you for as little as one pound a month you get access to my patreon so go to patreon.com slash genuine chit chat and from there you get every week you'll get an episode of afterthought which is normally myself and megan recording our thoughts on things and this week we recorded an extra long special it's 50 minutes long so it's as long as a normal episode of genuine chit chat and we talk about the five jurassic movies so obviously all the ones up to dominion which only came out like this weekend which we're hoping to see in the next few weeks but obviously the house stuff is all very busy uh, so hopefully we'll get around to doing that at some point soon and they'll be able to record an afterthoughts on that but yeah we did a whole thing about jurassic park and jurassic world we've also done some of the harry potter films star wars movies obviously as well as 
I like indie films and we've done TV series. We're doing a Tom Hanks watching things. So there's loads of reasons to go over there. You get to support the show, get early access to stuff. All episodes of Genuine Chit Chat that are split into two parts over the last year. You get access to them in one full unsplit episode. It's just a really good way to support the show. You know, I know yourselves are listening that I hugely appreciate. And I know a huge amount of you have been reviewing on Spotify or iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, places like that. And all of those things mean the world to me, especially sharing on social media, telling your friends. That is a really, really good way to help the podcast grow. But in addition to that, if you are willing to do so, if you're willing to spare like 12 to 15 pound a year on hours and hours of additional content, like there's already about 100 episodes of Afterthoughts already on Patreon as there is. And so if you become a supporter, you get access to the audio RSS feed. You just copy a link, pop it into the podcast player of your choice, or you just listen in the Patreon app or browser, however you kind of listen to podcasts. And then you'll have access to the last year and a half, I think, of Afterthoughts. And we've done a wide variety of things. As I said, we've done documentaries, we've also done live performances. So when we saw Les Miserables, which I hadn't seen live, or I hadn't seen before, I hadn't even seen the movie or anything. We did one on Book of Mormon. We went to Malta semi-recently. We did like Afterthoughts on that. We've done loads of things. So if you want to support the show you want to get loads of additional content for myself that isn't specific to star wars or interview style things just some banter between myself and megan uh, one of our patrons jack uh, loved the jurassic episode that we did that was you know 50 minutes long he said it was great fun and hearing me and megan bicker about movies is one of his favorite things and it's one of the reasons he loves listening to afterthoughts so shout out to jack because i love him he's great but also you know, if, what else? You, what other reason do you need to give me money to listen to me and my girlfriend bicker about Jurassic Park movies? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's basically going to be enough from me, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. As always, make sure you follow Ria, Dan, and Megan on social media. But obviously, Megan hasn't really posted that much, and she's only on Instagram. Uh, so, the best way to speak to Megan or to hear from Megan really is to listen on Patreon because she's involved in almost every afterthoughts. The only ones she's not really are the book reviews that I do for Star Wars stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, just thank you. I hugely appreciate yourselves listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Disney Discussions. And I imagine the third episode should be airing on Spider Dance podcast uh, in the coming months or so. But I'll keep you updated on those. But it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very, very excited to watch those movies, especially after uh, these sequels that were at best mediocre. But you guys just listened to like two hours of us talking about those things. You don't need to hear me rehash that. I'm also rambling because I'm somewhat ill and allergy affected and it's sunny outside and I don't know what to do with myself. You know, just hide away in like a little room by myself. Um, but Megan's here as well. She's downstairs. Anyway, I'm just rambling. I'm just saying things that are happening. Why don't I just explain to you the colour palette of the room I'm in at the moment? I'm not going to do that. Uh, thank you so much for listening as always, my friends. I appreciate each and every one of you and I will speak to you all next week, most likely with my chat with a gentleman who is heavily involved in some very important comics. So it's going to be very exciting to talk to them. But just thanks. I appreciate all of you and speak soon. You have just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.